Thank you so much for tuning in to the Phenomena NDE Near-Death Experiences. My guest today is Robert Ahu. He is uh, he had two death experiences and he's going to share them with us today. Welcome, Robert, to my show. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. You had your first experience in 2016. Do you want to take? You want to talk about that? And sure, sure. Well, I had a. Uh, uh, I was at the hospital and I had a heart procedure, and uh, when I was uh, when I was on the on the table. I uh, I knew this this was a procedure I could potentially die from. Um, n- not not a high risk, but it, it could have been. And so as I was uh, going under, I waved, uh, thinking, "Well, this might be it." So I'm just going to smile and wave. Mm-hmm. And I was instantly this phenomenal light, this amazing light that. Um, People who've had NDEs say they can't even describe it. It's so brilliant. It could be a brighter than a million suns. Uh, the, that are anything you see on Earth is not anything close to that. An arc welder is not not close to it. The sun itself not close to that bright. And I instantly became that light. And uh, people. People use the term the source or God or Dharmakaya, uh, depending on their viewpoint, uh, what that might be. And I, I would say those are all the same. And what I what I can say is it's it is uh, to say it's bright is just barely it's not even pointing in that direction because it's so amazingly beyond uh what we think of as bright is so um amazing i i don't think you can even say that it's a there or a thing or an object it's beyond any idea we can have and i was fully integrated into that light and i was there for an eternity now that doesn't sound like something we can even imagine how could how could i have been there for an eternity and now i'm here talking to you mm-hmm. but um it was so indescribable that time ceased to become a reality it's it there was no concept of time so i say it was timeless um time or I refer to it as timeless luminosity and uh, which was the title to my first book and uh it um i remained in that condition for an eternity uh slowly however um i very very slowly i started to notice like a little dull area a little splash of color and then i you know without being me just simply being the light i started to notice that and my consciousness started to develop again as a person. And so I wouldn't say I was leaving the light. I was simply um, being aware of, of a more dull condition. And, and even in that condition, I would, I 
refer to that as a, an energetic dimension. I noticed um, a, a lot, it was a lot of turbulence, it seemed like storms and lots of spheres of light, different colors, many, many different colors, rays of light, and a tremendous amount of sound. And very slowly, I started to remember that I had once been a person. Mm-hmm. And I had once been in a body and I had a life. So in that condition, um, and I, I, I must say, I was very relaxed. Um, seeing this condition of energy and all these swirling uh, storms and all these spheres of light, uh, I realized that how vast this really was, even though it was so, so much smaller than the light, so much smaller, but it was within the, the, this, this amazing light, this, this Dharmakaya, as I refer to it, it, I didn't leave that. It was just simply in a duller, uh, area, um, this energetic dimension. And so I started to remember this person I had been, and I started to think, uh, and, and, you know, this is coming out of complete and total awareness of all the essence of life, the, the essence of everything, the essence of everything beyond everything, um, the universe, the multiverse, uh, every possibility, the essence of that, uh, that type of awareness happens within the light. And so now here I am moving into this energetic dimension and it's vibrating and it's, it's just this immense amount of energy, just tremendously vast. And I could see in a a kind of a small area of that dimension, this, this little dark dot and much darker than where I was at. And I realized, oh, that's, that's the universe. That's where I came from. And, and I remember I was on a world in that, in that place, a very small part of that small place. And so I, um, you know, and I hear I'm coming from a, a Buddhist perspective of um, understanding. So uh, sometimes I use words like Dharmakaya. This was the Sambhogakaya dimension. And, um, and, and I must say, I also have a, a background as a Christian. So, um, you know, I, and also as a scientist, I understand the quantum <laughs> a little, a little bit. I, I have a history of studying that. Mm-hmm. And I looked at um, the different ways of explaining, you know, how do, how do I explain this? And um, uh, nothing actually comes close to explaining this. There's nothing we can do. Uh, not, not any uh, belief system, nothing, uh, nothing related to our conceptual mind, our intellect, uh, nothing can really come close to explaining this process. So, you know, here I am explaining something to you. And I, I got to say, every, everything I'm explaining is barely, barely scratching the surface, because it's, it's so much more to it than, than words can describe. So, when I remembered I was a, I was once a person, a human, um, you know, I, I became very aware that there are an infinite number of 
beings in the universe and the multiple dimensions and, and space and throughout time. And, you know, so I, I don't want to say that, that, you know, that's, that's the only kind of being you can be, but, but I remembered being this human living a life and I thought, okay, I, I've had this ultimate experience. It, it, you can't have a greater experience than this. And I came out of this awareness and I thought, well, I have to return to earth and my life and I have to explain, I have to bring something to the world. And so, um, you know, and this talk we're having today is part of that, just telling people what happened. Uh -huh. uh, and so I spent, uh, I want to say it was a long lifetime, so I'll say a hundred years. I spent a hundred years um, chanting mantras and and reconstructing from memories that were very uh, elusive to in order to reconstruct my my personhood mm -hmm. and to return to my life in a way that didn't uh, frighten people or make them you know wonder what what had happened. You know, I didn't want to appear in a in a form that was invisible or you couldn't see or you know i wanted to re-enter my body and it was actually not a very simple process so i had to spend this time focusing completely on returning and and for those of you who don't don't know what a mantra is it's kind of like a prayer so like a lot of the mantras are just all about uh bringing blessings or or becoming one with with things with the guru uh -huh. uh, you know um, that type of thing that's what a mantra is it's a it, it's a sound that you utter in order to bring blessings uh -huh. so I had to do that and uh, spent about a hundred years uh, you know and here again time is not the same um, uh, when you're in that death bardo the the transition between between you know the space after our life you know after being alive that. or between lives uh -huh. i've heard of that where there's no time i heard from others that have been on my show they said yeah. there's no time there's no time it it's 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 totally different than than when you're on earth really? <laughs> wow yeah i mean there was no time in the, well in the light it was completely gone but it was mm -hmm. i would say it was um just completely different in this energetic dimension that I was at. Mm -hmm. So I did these mantras and, and slowly, slowly, I started to get closer to my body going into this dull, dull place we call the universe, very dark, dark place here. Mm -hmm. And um, I could, at some point, um, I could hear, um, I could hear voices, I could hear people uh fretting you know they were they were trying to get my my body to start again my heart to start and keep me alive and um i i was also moving my hands doing these these gestures that you call mudras and they're, they're, it's, a, it's related to energy these are these are certain buddhist practices and i didn't know what all of those were i just seemed to know i just seemed to know um how to do that. And so I, I uh, slowly appeared uh, close to my body, 
and getting closer and closer. And I heard, I heard one of the nurses uh, say, "What what is he doing?" Because I was, I could feel all of a sudden. I could kind of, I, I could tell I was moving my hands. I wasn't quite in my body yet, but I could tell that was happening. Mm-hmm. And I was moving my hands a little bit, and I was, I could hear myself, my own voice started to show up. And she said, "What is he doing?" And, I, and another nurse said, "Well, well, I think he must be a Buddhist or something." And right then, I just popped into my body, just pop, just like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I opened my eyes and I started laughing and I said, you could be right. <laughs> everybody, I think just everybody started laughing. <laughs> there were, there were people, all you know, all these people, you know, different assisting at this and that and the other thing, people in the hallway that were there, you know, trying to, uh-huh. hoping I was going to get revived. And my heart, had, I had flatlined. Wow. And, uh, and with this procedure a lot of the time people come out of it and they're just they're just um very uh you know kind of um they're in a lot of pain they they get very angry from this and they and they yell in pain and i came out of it laughing and and uh people in the hallway were laughing everybody was laughing because this is pretty unusual (laughs) and then i said to my doctor See, uh, could we do that again? <laughs> that is so funny. And sure, you know, he's right in front of me and he's, you know, he's done a zillion of these heart procedures and sweat was just coming down his face. He was just, you could tell he was really stressed out because he, he, he had almost lost a patient. And, and he said, no, no, Robert, we're, we're never doing that procedure with you again. <laughs> so, um, so anyhow, I uh, I found out. I I asked the nurse. I um, you know, fairly soon after that, I said, you know, I I I think I must have died. Mm-hmm. And and she said, well, you you did flat. You were not declared dead yet. We were still working on you, but you you flatlined for about five minutes. And I said, could I see the readout? And she said, well, sure. And she she had that right there and. And we looked at it, and and I it was you know about five minutes of of flatlining, and then there was a little bit of a bump, and then another one. And she said, "See right here, your heart started to respond, and you were you were starting to come back to life right here." And then it was quite a while longer, and then finally it was a back to a a, a regular rhythm, sinus rhythm, uh-huh. and uh, so so that was the. You know that was the that was the whole experience, kind of in a nutshell. I mean, I it's probably a lot to take in when I say it so quickly, but <laughs> you know, it's that was that was basically it. You know, and, that happened uh, in 2016, and yes. we were talking earlier before you came on the air um, mm-hmm. about the about being angry when people are angry. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, I mean, um, you know, a lot of people have, well, not a lot, but some people have uh, reported uh, having gone to hell after they, you know, as part of their near-death experience. And um, I saw, I saw hell, I saw many heavens, um, I saw, you know, different types of uh, experiences uh, in, in the energetic dimension. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, one of the things that I learned is have learned is that um, anger is something that opens up 
the the really those types of bad experiences mm-hmm. like like what people call hell and of course when you're when you're in in the energetic dimension it's not like there's a sign pointing to hell and a sign pointing to heaven and yeah this is different experiences and and i think um you know more the more concrete an experience is the more similar to your life the the closer to your body these spheres appear and then the further out the the more ethereal type experiences um those are those are further away from your body i mean i saw different types of heavens as well not only uh not you know the the this hell experience is something that i was aware of it i was aware of these heaven experiences and other other types of um phenomena like that other types of experiences and those those occur more in an in, in the energetic dimension not necessarily in our physical dimension mm-hmm. and uh, i mean I, you can um our, our life this is the one message that i really wanted to come back to earth uh to explain is that we can awaken to that light right here right now in our own life uh, we we just need to stop creating obstacles for ourselves. For instance, uh, becoming angry or any type of disturbing emotion, anger, fear, jealousy, um, anything that that um, has more of a darker uh, aspect to it, or even love can be an obstacle if we really um, we're clinging to somebody and and we can't let them go. That can become a a terrible obstacle keeping us from this awakening wow. and uh and so so i think we need to be mindful of that and especially i think anger is probably the worst of the uh the worst of the disturbing emotions because you know you think about if you think about how well, i mean we've all been angry i've been angry but we all have um and don't hold the about, anger don't hold the that? anger Meaning, yeah, we all get angry, but don't hold it, right? Yeah, but, and if we hold it, that's the worst. It can go on for your whole life. You can be angry about something that happened when you were two years old, and you know, on your deathbed at ninety-five <laughs> and a half, you might might still be angry about it. And it's like, well, okay, that world doesn't even exist anymore. We're <laughs> we're now we're now everything is different now. The whole world has changed nothing is the same mm-hmm. it, it don't have to hang on to the anger and if you if you hold on to the anger you're putting yourself into hell or wow. a hell because because it it it's uh it burns and it's not a pleasant uh it's not like uh, it's not like sitting on the beach where you feel like the sun is warming you up this is a, a <laughs> to your core Wow. And and so we can experience hell without dying, mm-hmm. and and that just comes from anger. So I think it's I think it's important to always pay attention to our um, state of mind. And I think uh, the other thing is uh, the the one thing that I I tell everybody: love and compassion. That's the that is the most important thing and that's what opens you up to the light or to god or the source 
-hmm. the Dharma, whatever word you want to use. Mm -hmm. And it can come from any spiritual tradition and understand that love and compassion are, that is an ultimate teaching. Um, that's the only thing that Christ taught, mm -hmm. love and compassion. And I've had arguments about this with some people. But when you listen to the Beatitudes, when you listen to what he actually said, it's love and compassion. Mm -hmm. And even if speaking harshly, it's love and compassion. <laughs> and so that's what awakens a person. That's mm -hmm. what awakens you to what is. Mm -hmm. And I think this is important. I think this is maybe why people have been so responsive to um, my books and my talks. And, and uh, I'm, I'm receiving uh, communication from people all over the world uh, mm -hmm. who are just very excited about this and and open to this idea that we can we can awaken mm -hmm. and we don't need to to live in confusion but the key is you, you need to want to awaken first but you need to do so with the motivation of love and compassion and that in in buddhism the word for that is bodhicitta mm -hmm. but that is true for everybody um if if you know it's it's the um you know the uh the quote uh that the heaven uh, the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of god is within you well mm -hmm. that is exactly what i'm saying <laughs> it's 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 that same infinite potentiality of love and compassion and that that bright light that that amazing wisdom that's that's who we are but we forget that we forget that we're really that mm -hmm. and we 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 fall into uh anger or jealousy or fear instead of embracing this love and compassion this this bright bright light and that's that's the real message and it doesn't matter what your your uh, religion is or your belief system it doesn't matter if you believe or don't believe it's about understanding that this is what is mm -hmm. this is what is to have the to have an understanding of that means simply it means simply experiencing the light directly in your life mm -hmm. and living that way and we have the key to that which is love and compassion mm -hmm. and you know wherever you are whatever your understanding is just start right there and start to open yourself to that uh love and compassion and and simply um simply relax simply be and rest in that in that um infinite potentiality that we all have so i mean some people have uh when i after i came back they they acted like i had some kind of a really amazing mystical experience but i keep saying no actually we all have had that experience we just keep forgetting that we've had that experience. It's a part of everyone. We're all, we are all that light. Robert, and, Robert yes. we need to go to a commercial break and okay. hold on. And I want to talk about your next 
near-death experience that you had? It was yep. in two, 2021 in January, a year, a year ago. ago. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. We'll be right back. Hi, my, Hi, name, my is name is Drusilla. I am the I am founder, founder and owner, owner of Drusilla's, Drusilla's Closet. Closet. I've created, created a unique, unique system to organize your pantry and kitchen. kitchen. The, system the system also works great, great in various, various parts of your home and garage. garage. Also, also in my, in my closet, closet, I have, I have unique, unique furniture, furniture, art, and decor. And decor. You can you find can us find on us Facebook, Drusilla's Closet, or call at 435 Hey, this is Brian with Better Accounting. Do you know how much money you will owe in taxes? Do you just blindly save money here and there and hope it is enough to cover your tax bill? There is a better way. Wouldn't it be nice if you could go into the tax season knowing exactly what your tax bill will be? Or better yet, wouldn't it be nice to make smaller payments throughout the year so you are not scrambling to pay your taxes? Better Accounting is the proactive solution to business taxes and accounting. Our team believes in regular communication with our clients. We meet with our clients multiple times throughout the year. Effective tax planning does not just happen during the tax season. If you are looking for a hands-on partner in your business, give Better Accounting a call. Call our office at 385-257-8866 or check out our website at betteraccounting.com. We work in all 50 states. Again, give us a call at 385-257-8866. We look forward to working with you. Thank you so much for tuning in with me, the Phenomena NDE. This is Kathy Lee Parker, your host for today. And I'm sitting here with Robert, and he's going to tell us on his next he had two near-death experiences, and the first half of the show, he talked about the one that he had in 2016, and now he's going to talk about the one that he just recently had in 2021 in January, almost a year ago. Robert, welcome back to my show. Thank you. Nice being here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you, was it, um, is it a little bit over? 2021 in January or were you just right on? Um, it was, um, it was like, uh, it was like, uh, the first, first week of 2021. Oh. I think. Yeah. So it was, it was literally just a year ago, wow. a year and a few days. Yeah. What was that like? I mean, cool. going back and you're like, okay, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, the first, my first NDE was what you would probably describe as the full, mm -hmm. the full experience. You can't have a greater experience than that. It was, it was everything and, and, and then some, um, but my, my NDE last January, another heart procedure, different, different kind of heart procedure. Mm -hmm. I, um, uh, I simply, um, rested in that energetic dimension okay. so that's that's uh, you know saying a lot because the ener this energetic dimension or sambhoga kaya you know whatever whichever word you want to use 
is um, very turbulent. I mean, the the most severe hurricane that has ever struck this planet was never anywhere close to these storms. And there, this this is a, a stage in death where a person can have a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can really freak a person out. But I was quite familiar with it, and it wasn't something that um, concerned me in the least. So basically, um, I very small experience by comparison with the first one. So while they were operating on my body, I simply, um, you know, like uh, like you would see a Buddhist monk sitting cross-legged. Um, I sat like that uh, and in the storm, okay. perfectly at ease, without the slightest bit of concern. Um, you know, just tremendous, tremendous turbulence, and I was just I was just there mm-hmm. in this experience and totally relaxed, totally at ease, not concerned at all, aware of my body. And uh, I felt fully dedicated and determined to return to my body so that I could continue the work that I'd started. Mm-hmm. And uh, I knew I still needed to be there. And mm-hmm. so I wasn't, uh, I wasn't at all hesitant despite this, you know, being in, in this body that I have is, is kind of a painful ordeal and, um, doing the work that I do, um, you know, it's, it's difficult because there, there are a lot of people who, you know, it upsets people to hear about death and, you know, they don't want to hear this or they, you know, maybe they think I'm the wrong person to deliver the message or something, but, you know, all kinds of different reasons that, that uh, you know, I have had to endure a few, um, a few personal attacks here and there, but um, it it wasn't that. It's not important to me. So I I mean, I just realized that I need to be here and accept the pain and accept the the uh, hardship and the and the difficulties. So I was in that storm, and that storm is significantly greater than anything that can happen here on Earth. It was significantly more. Um, more destructive energy, more um, turbulent, more louder than anything we can hear on Earth. Uh, it, it was it was an energetic dimension, and I didn't have a body, so it was being directly experienced. Mm-hmm. And this is not a dimension that we can we can perceive with the with the human mind or in with our senses. It's a uh, it's it's directly being that energy and so i was like that at ease until they were done with my body and then i just simply simply returned to my body i didn't uh, i didn't start making jokes right away this time i just just went oh okay and then my same doctor my same cardiologist was there and mm-hmm. and he was a lot more relaxed this time and i said i said you know i I had a little experience this time. It wasn't a, it wasn't a big one. And he said, "Oh, that's good." <laughs> so <laughs> he was he was more relaxed. This when time you were today. out the second time, did you? When you, sit, you said you were sitting in the room. Did you watch what was happening to you with your body? Um, I wasn't. I wouldn't say I was in the room. I would say I was. I you was uh, quite far away in the energetic dimension, but I was aware of what was happening to my body. Wow. Yeah. Understanding. That's 
that's interesting. And you knew when to come back mm -hmm. when it was over. Yep. That's um, right. I just waited there until it was over. Uh -huh. <laughs> so basically just meditating in space, you know, <laughs> in the middle of a storm. Oh, mm -hmm. and you didn't, so that's kind of good because you don't have to feel anything. You don't have to feel the pain. You know what I mean? And then right. you came back. When you came back, was it more re relaxing to you? Um, you didn't have to feel a lot of pain coming well, back to your body? Yeah, it was so, um, it was so incredibly um, familiar to me by that time that mm -hmm. um, I wasn't surprised by my own experience, which I was with my first experience. And when I came back uh, later, I, I thought, wow, you know, did that really happen to me? And that's why when I asked the nurse, uh, did I die? You know, was <laughs> I think I just died because <laughs> I was surprised. But this time I, uh, I simply... Um, I knew what had happened and, and it was very, uh, very simple. And, and, uh, the procedure, uh, actually that they did, I, I felt a lot better after the procedure than I, than I was feeling before the procedure. I mean, physically felt mm -hmm. better. Mm -hmm. So, I would I, you know, the near death experience, maybe we can call this, you know, out of body experience a second time around. Do you know what I mean? You weren't dead. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, my heart had to stop for a little bit. I didn't, I didn't ask them how long that it started, but for the procedure, oh, okay. it had okay. to, it did have to stop, but it wasn't for a long time. Mm -hmm. Maybe uh, a few seconds. Because they were actually inside my heart doing some things and they, you know, you can't be, your, your heart can't uh, beat mm -hmm. while they're doing that. So, also too. Um, but I, I would say it could just as easily be considered an OBE, but I, I guess I, I felt it was more like an NDE because, of, okay. uh, just because okay. my heart did have to stop and, uh, it was very much the same as the last, last time, but, okay. but that, now that kind of brings up a good point okay. because I, I'm also aware that it's like an illusion or like you know that this this experience of death is not even though it feels more real than our our daily life mm -hmm. it's it's also it's inseparable from our daily life as well so even if our body dies we haven't we haven't really gone anywhere we're still in this condition mm -hmm. of 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 whatever that is this indescribable condition so um sometimes people say that death is an illusion but then again so is life and uh i i would um i don't think i would make either assertion but i would not i would not be inclined to disagree with either assertion <laughs> either <laughs> if that makes sense <laughs> and and a lot of this is when you die it uh, a lot of it sounds, you know, a little bit like nonsense. How could it be beyond or just indescribable or non-conceptual or timeless? You know, how, what does that mean? How could I have been there for an eternity and then, and then a hundred years in the other dimension and then only five minutes here in our physical dimension? How can, you know, it just starts sounding like gibberish to some people because we're so fixated on this way we have of explaining everything, you know? 
Robert, yeah. maybe our time here on Earth is very slow. It's kind of true. It's kind of true. Yeah, I would say so. Maybe we're moving in slow motion, so we don't even yeah. know it. But um, yeah. yeah, that's pretty interesting. Um, that's yeah, maybe because we're moving in slow motion. Because you mentioned earlier in the show that you there is no time, you know, mm-hmm. and then you're out the second time. You're just relaxing and waiting for the surgery to be over with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That is so cool yeah. to have that second time and just be able to be out and, you know, look around yeah. and experience what you experienced there. And and uh, and then it's interesting how you knew to come back. Really mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, it was it was very familiar. It was very, uh, very obvious what was happening. It was mm-hmm. not nothing surprising about it. And um, it did feel like I was waiting there for a significantly longer time than my surgery actually took but um i understood that too i understood that the time element was not not the same and i was just just at ease just accepting what is as it is not not trying to you know pound it into whatever beliefs i might have i was just saying just accepting it enjoying the moment i think yeah, and that, I mean, I think that really uh, helps when a person can just accept what is. Mm-hmm. And then you know. also, too, you have a um, a book out. You want to talk about that sure. a little bit and the title sure. and where to purchase it? Yeah, well, I actually have two books out. Ooh, um, okay. My first one is Timeless Luminosity, and it's available on Amazon. And that is a uh, description of my near-death experience. Uh, followed by 112 poems that are all meant to help a person awaken. And oh. so it's it's meant to be an inspirational book. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's um, uh, both prose and poetry. So it, uh, I explain, you know, why I use certain things to explain, you know, the diff- how, to, how I explain the near-death experience and all of that. And then the second book, uh, is called The Frog, a spiritual autobiography spanning many lifetimes. And that is also available on Amazon. And this is, um, th- I, th- I think you need to read Timeless Luminosity before you pick up the other one, because um, my, my second book is meant to give a person great confidence in their spiritual path. And so it's it's sort of, Part of the same uh, message is uh, I talk. I say many times in that book that bodhicitta is the key. Love and compassion uh, uh, com- with the aspiration of awakening is the key to everything. And I say many times in there too that we all need to start where we are. So I'm not saying whatever your beliefs or spiritual tradition or religion or or if you're a scientist or an atheist or an agnostic or whatever, doesn't matter. Just start with that key and start where you are and start looking inwardly at what is. Don't, you know, don't try to fabricate what is. Just simply look at what is. And I think everybody will be pleasantly surprised as you delve deeper and deeper into your own spiritual path. And so... I'm just saying, have confidence in that, 
and, and discover for yourself because it's it's so important um, to uh, move into the light in your spiritual path, in your spiritual quest, because it's it's why we're here. We're not we're not here to become darker and and depressed and angry and frightened and you know that's our purpose is to find this beauty of eternal life eternal existence uh without without having to um you know without having to recreate some idea for ourselves we we can just look at that that's available for all of us to see it's not hidden from anyone and uh so that book was all about uh, giving people confidence in in their spiritual path. Um, I think it's a much more difficult book. Some of the people who've read it have said they really had a hard time uh, reading it. Others said they 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 just they they zipped right through it and really loved it. And, and but I, I I know it's a more challenging work because it's um, it's sort of throwing all the details into things. Uh, about what what we really need to do, which is which is simply starting where we are and utilizing the key of love and compassion and the desire to awaken. Mm-hmm. You know that opens everything. So uh, for whoever you are, it doesn't you don't you don't have to be a Buddhist or a Christian or or anything in particular. It's the key to everything. It's the key to the light. And so. Um, that's what I was trying to capture in that book. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hopefully people will uh, be ready for that before they pick it up. <laughs> the first one, I think, is for everybody. That one is. Now, both of these books are on Amazon. Is that correct? Amazon, yes. And yep. do you have a website or anything, too? Well, I, I just started a website. Uh, actually, my son... Uh, put it up for me, but I haven't done anything on it yet. It's timelessluminosity.com. It's all one word. Um, I'm hoping in the future, maybe I'll start writing a newsletter and uh, maybe do some podcasts. But uh, at the moment, I haven't done much with it because I'm working on my third book. And so I'm, I've been a little and doing a lot of talks. I'm doing three talks this week. Yours is my the first of three <laughs> that I'm scheduled to do this week. So I'm honored. Uh, I, you know, can I ask one question that I'm getting here that people are asking? Would mm-hmm. do you look forward to, you know, going to the other side? Are you looking forward to? Oh, um, yes, yes. But I, I have there is a caveat that as long as I'm needed here in this physical world, I'll be here. Uh-huh. But, but the, the light was so incredibly amazing and um so wonderful Mm -hmm. and just the 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 love this incredible love and compassion emanating from that uh so i i can't even describe it it's just so intense and so beautiful have you Um, seen anyone like a family member or anyone approached you? No, I didn't see anybody. Uh, I I didn't. Well, let me let me back up the train a little bit. 
I didn't see anybody specifically, but I saw everybody. When I when you're in that when because I was integrated with the light, I was aware of everybody. You saw a group of people. I saw the essence of all beings in the universe, in the multi-universes, these this infinite array of multiverses. I saw that there's life everywhere, and I saw that we're all part of the light. Even if we think we're very dark and evil, we're still part of the light. We're always, mm-hmm. we, we can't actually, uh, no matter what we do, uh, this light is all pervasive. So okay. it's, it's, I, it was incredibly amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I had the choice to remain in the light. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think everybody has that choice. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know that some people say that, but I think, I think I had that choice because I became integrated with the light. Um, I was aware that, um, kind of a typical passage through uh this death bardo a person might only experience a brief flash of light and not become aware of being integrated with that uh so a person can you know can be reborn uh by not uh by not becoming integrated with the light, not relaxing into what is, and that is what is. Mm-hmm. So that's just, you know, the only way to say it is it, it is as it is. It's not as we believe. It's not as we would like it to be. It's not, it's not, you know, something else. It's just simply that. Mm-hmm. And when we become the light, we, we can remain and it's, uh, it's not, a requirement to come back to earth but but we have this um you know we're we're kind of trapped by our own doing and so we have other experiences that need to happen until we're ready to awaken and so my message is we can awaken without dying we can awake we can go into the light and remain in the light while still being alive which I mean, just sounds incredible, but I knew that was true, uh, having been there. I knew that, wow, you know what? We're never away from the light, but we we don't know that until we awaken, but we all have the ability to awaken. So mm-hmm. it's, um, it's, it's something that we need to both feel inspired to do and uh, have the confidence to realize that, you know what? everything is possible for all of us we all have this ability it doesn't require special intelligence it doesn't mean that you have uh you know achieved a certain number of merit badges uh while you were in the scouts or things like that It, Uh it simply means that we have infinite potentiality we just need to awaken to our own infinite potentiality and we don't need to be afraid of that because it simply is it's, it is what it is, mm-hmm. and uh, it doesn't require our belief. It doesn't require uh, us to subscribe to this or that or the other thing. It simply means we already know. We just need to awaken, and then it's obvious. 
So, <laughs> uh -huh. very, well, I, yeah. Robert, this has been really educational and and enlightened, and uh, I would love to have you come back because I there's some yeah. something I want to talk about the next time when you're back on the show, and mm -hmm. that is being in the light but being in, on Earth, and yeah. I want to entice in that too, and yeah. uh, you got. A lot of people really love you and thank you for the message and it gives them peace that you know crossing over it's not as bad as you know gives them a peace gives them comfort mm -hmm. and yeah. i'm gonna list uh, for everybody listening in to please the on the profile of the phenomena nde um with your show you i'll have your two books so they can slip you know Go yep. to Amazon, be able to get your books. Yep. And there's other ways they can buy it too. They can buy the book as well as put on um, Kindle too. Yes. Okay. Yep, I forgot to mention Kindle. Yeah, they can buy it both ways. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's enticing. And I would like to have you come back if that's okay, like especially in March. Would you like to come back in March? I would love to come back. Okay. This has been a very delightful conversation with we you had, today. <laughs> we still have a lot to talk about, but I only get so much time for uh, yes, my, I know. my show. But I want to thank you so very, very much for you know being on the show. And um, we can have you back. How's that sound? Sounds wonderful. Okay. I just want to thank everybody for listening in to the Phenomena NDE near-death experience and everyone have a great day.